Hello and welcome to the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. I am your host, Caitlin. I'm a mindset and business coach helping you reprogram your mind to get out of your own way and create the life you want. Here we talk about all things mindset, manifestation, and business. Tune in weekly for genuine conversations on moving past what's keeping you small, going against the norm, and actualizing what you truly desire. And of course, all of the baggage that comes along with that. Buckle up and get ready to release the conditioning that so many never do. Here's to becoming an anomaly. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Oh boy. Do we have an episode for you today? (laughs) But first off, super quick announcement. I currently have spots open for my private one-on-one coaching container. This is by far my all-time favorite way to work with you. If you are a new or aspiring business owner who's feeling super stuck and overwhelmed and you're more than ready to be clear, confident, signing your first clients this is for you. All of the information and application will be in the show notes. Check it out and feel free to lay any and all of your questions on me on Instagram. My handle is the Anomaly Coaching Co. And with that, let's get into it. My journey from Catholic school to angry atheist to spiritual. (laughs) It's, It's one hell of a ride. It really is. I haven't talked about it much until now. Because it is a very touchy subject for a lot of people. And I completely respect that. So in today's episode, we will be talking about my life shifting from Catholic school to full angry atheist to spiritual Caitlin. And to preface, I just want to say, I have the utmost respect for all religions. And I fully, with every cell of my body, believe in your right to practice what you believe in. And I will fight for that right till the day I die. In this episode, I am sharing my personal experience of Catholic school and being an atheist, a very angry atheist, and also being spiritual. This is my personal experience of how I perceived teachings throughout my life, lessons throughout my life, education systems throughout my life, faiths throughout my life. I am not at all saying that Catholicism is bad. And I am not at all saying that Catholics are bad. And I'm not at all saying that atheists are bad. And I'm not at all saying that any of these people are wrong. I think that needs to be said. I think that is the source for a lot of triggers around speaking on religion and spirituality. That is, okay, yes, I like that. That is the preface for this. I am not telling anybody that they're wrong, okay? (laughs) And I think people saying um, we can agree to disagree is the most annoying fucking thing ever. But I think when it comes to religion, it's something that I fully can get behind. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So this is my story of how I personally perceived the teachings of my school and how that impacted my spiritual journey. And if you notice yourself getting triggered throughout this episode, I invite you to recognize that and really get curious about why what I'm saying really bothers you. Buckle up, watch for what hits hard, get on your own team, and let's get into it. This is going to be the story time of my life. If you liked the first ever episode, 
that is called I threw my life plan in the trash and started my dream business. It will be similar to that. God. Okay. This is such an interesting story to share because I feel like it's not one that I talk on ever. So just to start off, I grew up in a Catholic family, Christian, but I think pretty much everyone or a lot, majority of my family is Catholic and we were never anything wild. We were just your normal churchgoers, like go semi-regularly. You make sure to show up on Easter and Christmas. You are taught to pray at night. And I went to Catholic school. My parents, who are honestly incredible, they chose that school the school that I went to for so many different reasons. There are small class sizes. There's tons of one-on-one time with teachers. They teach you values. They have a great focus on sports and academics. They give you community. They give you faith. And in so many ways, it was so great. And I would not change any of it. But my experience there and how I perceived what I was taught specifically in high school, turned me into a very angry atheist, okay? (laughs) Uh, Honestly, also, if you've been to Catholic school and you're no longer Catholic, DM me also. I also want to talk. (laughs) Um, In elementary school, I didn't really notice anything quote-unquote bad. I was, I mean, I was like eight or whatever. Like, So our elementary school went from kindergarten to grade eight. So I was four turning five until how old are you in grade eight? Like, oh no, it was grade seven, like 12, something like that. But now as an adult, looking back, I can see a lot of things that were very questionable. Specifically, using fear and shame to manipulate kids. That's not okay in my books. Really, I think that all of the people there were very well-meaning and really believed in what they believed and thought that they were doing well by their students. But personally, in my opinion, there are better ways to teach kids to, for like, for example, not gossip or lie other than putting the literal fear of God into them. There are better ways to teach kids then shame them for doing very normal things, right? (laughs) I guess it was just a lot of negative reinforcement instead of positive reinforcement. So negative reinforcement would say like, say you do something bad and you get in trouble. That is negative reinforcement to not do that thing again. Positive reinforcement would be like, so say in a situation that you did something bad, It would be to reinforce a different behavior or different thing. Say your kid's not putting their dishes away or something instead of getting mad at them, like, don't do that, don't do that. (laughs) Instead, showing them what to do instead. Positively reinforce the thing that you want them to do instead, like putting their dishwashers in the dishwasher, right? Random example, but you get what I mean. That is something that when working with kids, as an adult, in my opinion, it's not something I would do at the time. Didn't really notice, didn't have any issues at the time. In high school, however, a lot of things started not adding up for me. A lot 
of things that happened and were taught were not okay with me. Just to start off, the shaming, the shaming. Oh my God, it's so bad. For one, making kids, kids who were gay, bi, transgender, or questioning any of that or something in between, making them feel like they are evil and going to hell for not doing anything but simply being who they are. Teaching them that they have to be alone for the rest of their lives to not be a sinner, to not be bad, to not go to hell. What the fuck? Seriously? Okay. For me, I remember sitting in those classrooms in our religion class and being taught these things that an all-loving God would want that from them would want that life for them and just thinking about the kids who are actually questioning that the amount of shame that would be instilled in these kids from such an early age from the people they trust most or are taught to trust most it's not okay it's not okay teaching kids that like are you kidding me and for the other kids like Teaching them to have that mindset toward others is so harmful. The amount of shame conditioned into kids from telling them that they need to be something other than they are or that they're going to hell. Not just that they're not good enough. Not just that they won't be successful, but that they are going to hell. That they need to repent. That they need to apologize to God for being who they are, for having normal thoughts that they have no control over, that they have no control over. (sighs) And disclaimer, I know that this isn't the teaching of every single Catholic or every single Christian. This was just my experience. This was how I perceived it at my school. With that, another thing, dress code. This is something that also gets me going in a different type of way. And I think it's because it personally conditions so much shame into me about my body. At my school, we had a dress code for girls. And I know that this isn't only a Catholic school thing, but it's something that deeply impacted me. And honestly, my view of faith as well because of it. This really is like an issue with the school system in general, but it still impacted me very deeply. Our dress code was that girls' shorts had to be past your fingertips, which I know is kind of normal for schools. You couldn't wear ripped jeans. You couldn't wear jeans or shorts where the bottom was frayed and you couldn't show your shoulders or your stomach. And the reasoning, I don't know if this is the same at every school, A, that it's inappropriate, B, because it's going to distract other students. My issue, indirectly or not, is teaching little girls that it is their fault for other people sexualizing them. 
It is the girl's fault for a boy being distracted by her shoulders or her stomach or her legs, that it is bad, that it is shameful to wear ripped jeans because men and boys are going to sexualize you and that is your fault. You need to do better. It was never once taught to a boy to not sexualize girls' shoulders. No, it was cover them up. It was never taught to respect girls regardless of what they are wearing. It was, they're not going to respect you, but how can you blame them? Look at what you're wearing. It's your fault. The amount of shame this conditions into kids about their bodies, not okay by me. It's not okay. And really, children, regardless of what they are wearing, should not be sexualized or disrespected by anyone. And that should be taught to kids. Imagine how different the world would be if we were taught from four years old at school that women should not be sexualized or disrespected by anyone, regardless of what they are wearing. Imagine how different the world would be if we taught kids that from four years old. And again, I know that this isn't the teaching of every Catholic or every Christian. This was my experience and how I perceived it at my school. And it directly impacted my self-worth and my self-image, my sexuality, and definitely my feelings about my faith. And something else that really played in to how I perceived and integrated my experience of Catholicism and the education system was I always had a very black or white mindset, very good or bad, this or that, no gray area, no in between, just very dualistic, moralistic. And then layering this on top of it, layering bad equaling you are going to hell, <laughs> that really did me dirty to a whole other level personally in my own mindset. Because not only was it that you're not good enough or that you did something wrong or you messed up and all of the shame we were taught for that, it's also you're going to hell. You need to confess your sins to God for what you just did and pray that he forgives you so that you don't go to hell. <laughs> that really took this whole black or white mindset up to a whole other level. Like when I did something bad, my soul was on the line. And when I got out of high school, I went to university to get my science degree. And I swear pretty much all of my classes were on evolution or had to do with evolution in some way. At this point, I already had many, many issues with my faith. And in school, we never talked about evolution ever. It was literally something that just was never brought up. I knew it was a thing. <laughs> But then in university, learning about it so deeply, it brought up a few more red flags, you could say. <laughs> and I always, growing up, had many questions about heaven and what that would look like. Where would you be? Would you be floating on a cloud? How would that work? Like, how old will you be? Will you be the age you were when you died? Like, will you be with your loved ones? Will you be able to talk to them? Dogs can't go to heaven. Like... Do I really want to go? But then in university, learning so much about the brain and learning about how memories are stored in it and how your memories make up who you are and your experiences and what you've learned 
And that's you, your personality. And when you die, your brain gets cremated. So all of those memories, all of those lessons, all of those learnings that were stored in your brain, they'll be gone. So how does that add up with this whole heaven thing? Like, what does that mean? (laughs) And really, it was a combination of all of these things throughout elementary school, throughout high school, all of these questions that went unanswered. Honestly, I probably didn't even ask them. But I think in many ways, I felt like I couldn't, like I would be bad for having the questions in the first place. And then into university, having so many more questions and things not add up. And just the thought of believing in a God that made people feel the way I did and the way I knew so many other people did throughout high school and just in general. This is probably the point where I went into my mean, angry, atheist era. (laughs) It really was an era. What a time to be alive. Um, It was very depressing, honestly, to have a very, I believe the word is nihilistic. Should I look it up? I'm going to love editing this when I'm just taking a hot minute to look up what nihilistic means. Define nihilistic. Rejecting all religions and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. That was me. (laughs) Your friendly neighborhood nihilist. God, it sucked. It honestly did. And I had this mean, hateful mindset that anyone who was religious or spiritual in any way was uneducated and stupid. I was so deeply triggered about it and so mean and so angry. I didn't want to hear about anyone else's religion. I didn't want to read about anybody else's religion. Like, even if a book mentioned... God or the Bible, I was out. If they referred to it slightly, I was gone. I was like, no thanks. I'll pass. I'm not stupid like that. (sighs) And when I started my personal development journey, I kind of noticed that religion was a massive trigger for me. (laughs) And I remember it so clearly too. I feel like my revelations are always in the shower. Or driving, kind of when you're doing those automatic things that don't require a lot of thought. Anyway, <laughs> I was in the shower and I just realized, it just hit me, that I was so triggered about religion and spirituality because I felt so stupid for believing it. I felt so mad. I felt so lied to that all of the adults I trusted most in my life, that they lied to me. I was so mad because I felt so fucked up about good, bad. I carried so much shame about who I was, about my sexuality, about my body, about life, about the meaning of life. I just felt so lied to and I felt so stupid for believing it. In that moment, realizing that, that anger loosened its grip on me because I realized I'm not stupid and they weren't lying to me. They weren't trying to make me hate myself, hate my body, and feel ashamed for all that I was. That wasn't the intention there. And it's one of those things, kind of like when you hear the same cheesy quote a million times and then one day it just fucking hits you in the face and just rocks you on this deep soul level. 
recognizing what that trigger really was was something I knew, but it never really hit me until that moment that I wasn't stupid. And people who believe in religion, they're not stupid either. From there, I started trying to open myself up again to learning about religions and spirituality very lightly. But because I felt like I was done so dirty, I was basically your world's biggest skeptic. So really, it went from Catholic to the worst atheist ever to your biggest skeptic to spiritual. (laughs) So how did I even get into it when I felt so resistant to spirituality? Science. (laughs) I started watching just tons of documentaries about the world, about... And none of this was intended to be spiritual or religious in any way. (laughs) I was watching documentaries about how everything's made up of energy. I was watching documentaries about the quantum field, about the double slit experiment, about the observer effect, about quantum entanglement, all of these cool science-y things. And I was so hooked and my mind was blown. I remember I just signed up for, it's called Gaia. It's kind of like a spiritual Netflix. And I remember (laughs) I'd just be watching these documentaries every single night my jaw was dropped on the floor for hours every single day and I remember Brady my boyfriend would walk in and be like are you good like what are you doing in here (laughs) and I'm just like learning this life-altering earth-shattering information I'm like how do people know this stuff and at the same time how does everyone not know this like this is groundbreaking stuff (laughs) I was losing my mind on all of this information what I didn't realize was I was basically watching a whole bunch of documentaries on manifestation and the law of attraction (laughs) so when I got a little more clear on that that this was really about law of attraction and using your body's own energetic field to interact with the quantum call in what you want blah 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 I started opening myself up to some other things. I was like, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. (laughs) I'm seeing the facts. We're good. (laughs) So I kept moving forward. I started opening myself up to learning the science behind chakras and then reading about it, learning about ancient civilizations and the origins of so many different religions and how all of them are so deeply interconnected. And it really started snowballing from there for me. (laughs) And with it came so much healing that I so desperately needed. Now I'm at a place where I am so open to and excited to hear about any and every religion out there and hear about people's faith and why they believe the things that they do and like where their religions started or their faiths and all of these ancient civilizations and ancient teachings. It just like, it's so cool to me. I love it so much and I can learn something new and further my own current beliefs or maybe believe in something else. It's so fucking liberating to feel like this now. I can genuinely say that it changed my life. It's so good. Fuck, it's so good. (laughs) So now I am your basic 
basic. I don't know if basic's the right word. I am your crystal loving, saging, dancing around, moon loving, ritual doing fucking witch. I don't know. I just love it all so much. And I love learning new things and just raising my own frequency and learning about the world. Like, I mean, if we really want to get into what I believe in now, should we? See, I kind of feel like it needs another episode. I think the most simple way to say what I believe in now is that everything is made up of the same thing and everything came from the same thing and will return to the same thing. And we are all connected through that same thing. And to me, that same thing being energy. See, what I just said, I would have been so triggered hearing somebody say that in the past. (laughs) I'm not expecting to ever have it all figured out. I'm taking it one day at a time. I am so open and excited to learn new things about it. And I appreciate every moment of my journey getting here. In some way or another, I am grateful for every piece of my journey getting here. And I have so much love for everyone who's been a part of it. And I'm so grateful to have had the incredible education that I did, the incredible post-secondary education that I did. And I feel so privileged to have had that. It has made me who I am today. And I think with this spiritual journey, it really went hand in hand with my personal development journey and also hand in hand with just growing up, figuring out who you are, asking questions and trying to find answers for yourself. Sometimes (laughs) they're not the answers you're looking for. Sometimes you become a raging, angry atheist. I'd like to say (laughs) I know very amazing atheists as well. So, and I enjoy, deeply, deeply enjoy hearing their paradigms as well. Everyone's like, it's so cool to see other people's perception of life. It's like that quote, I'm going to butcher this. I need to look up the population of the world before I say this. What is the population of the world? (laughs) You ready? (laughs) 7.96 billion people experience the same day in 7.96 billion different ways. And to me, that is so exciting. (laughs) And same thing with their perception of religion, same thing with their perception of spirituality. It's so nuanced and personal and part of the human experience. And I fucking love it. But that about sums up all I wanted to talk about for this episode of the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Let me know what came up for you throughout this episode. If you, if anything resonated with you or if you have any similar experiences, if you have any thoughts on the school system you would love to talk about, I'm here, baby. Lay it on me. <laughs> At the end of the day, believe in what you fucking believe in, okay? And let other people believe in what they want to believe in. Thank you so much for being here for episode seven of the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. It was so much fun. Felt very cathartic. Honestly, roller coaster of emotions throughout this. <laughs> Thank you for being here, and I will see you back next week.
Thank you so much for listening to the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Check out the show notes to find out how you can dive into this work with me one-on-one. And if you've loved today's conversation, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram stories, tagging me at the Anomaly Coaching Co. so that we can connect. And with that, I'll see you next week for another episode of the Becoming an Anomaly podcast. Thank you.